Hey everyone, so I had been working on a kind of standard episode of the podcast, a mishmash of news stories, etc. But one segment in particular really started to demand my attention, so I figured, okay, let's just make this topic the sole focus of this week's episode. And very quickly before we begin, I know I promised I'd take care of some Facebook shoutouts this week. My apologies for making a liar out of myself, and you have my solemn words sworn on the downy hair on my beloved Chihuahua's head that I'll get to those next episode, which will be a more standard news story episode, and it'll be numbered 327. Also a brief mea culpa, I don't know how it happened, but last week on the episode art for the YouTube version, I had the wrong date at the bottom. I used previous episode art as a kind of template, and for some reason I think the date reverted back, so it may have seemed to some viewers like I was reporting on stories from the future. I think it said it was recorded on the 18th when it should have read something like the 24th. Oh well, live and learn. Hopefully. So on to the subject at hand. I had been listening to a recent interview a Vox reporter, I believe her name is uh, Kara Swisher, did with Sam Harris. And I'm a longtime Sam Harris fan, but I have to be honest, I don't think I've listened to his podcast in months. And I just really don't have much interest in the whole so-called intellectual dark web thing. I still like Sam, but I just feel like I've heard him make the same points about Islam or whatever it is over and over again. I'm sure I'll resume listening again at some point. Um, but what did grab my attention during that Vox interview was the way that the interviewer callously and dismissively spoke about Christopher Hitchens. And it's a really brief exchange, so much so that I almost feel self-conscious about letting it get to me, but I'll play it now. You know, you were in this Four Horsemen thing, which I looked a little bit last night with Chris Hitchens and others. Uh, um, I knew him a little bit. Christopher, uh, he would have yeah, hated Chris. I didn't yes. know him very well. Yes. I just, he, he, I saw he's him at turning parties. in his grave right now. He was, yeah. uh, well, fine. Uh, he's dead. Uh, yes. So, okay. too bad. But Sorry. Still, still turning, nonetheless. And I'll call him Chrissy. So, he was fascinating. He was a fascinating character in Washington, but you... Yeah. So, there's Sam being a good friend. All of us Hitch fans are probably well aware that one of his biggest pet peeves was being called Chris instead of Christopher. And Kara Swisher, or whatever her name is, uh, is very dismissively saying he's dead, too bad, uh, I'll call him Chrissy. And I'm thinking to myself, geez, you could at least show a modicum of respect. Hell, I'm a non-believer. It's not like I think Christopher Hitchens is out there somewhere where he can get his feelings hurt. But it's still good to try to be decent and have some respect for the dead. And you're talking to the guy's friend. But then whenever I find myself getting offended over someone saying something bad about Hitch, I always end up remembering how Hitch behaved in the wake of the death of Jerry Falwell. And I'm like, oh, damn, am I being a hypocrite? You guys are probably familiar. The Reverend Jerry Falwell was one of these big televangelist types, founder or co-founder of Liberty University, made more than his fair share of bigoted, backward statements. One of his most controversial statements was probably when he tried to suggest that 9-11 was punishment from God for gays and abortion, the secularization of America, etc., etc., and when he died, Hitchens absolutely and mercilessly roasted him. And here I am offended on behalf of Christopher Hitchens, one of my biggest intellectual heroes. And yet I have to admit I thoroughly enjoyed his roasting of the deceased Falwell and found the whole thing rather cathartic. 
So in an attempt to do my due diligence, I went back and rewatched Hitchens' appearance on Fox News' Hannity and Combs, and if we're gonna make fun of the dead, can I say that uh, Alan Combs looked like a cross between Ichabod Crane and the creepy guy from Raiders of the Lost Ark who gets his face melted off, maybe with a twist of Skeletor. In my head, I used to refer to them as manatee and bones, because Hannity was the overweight one and Combs was skinny and looked like a skeleton. I know, I know, if you have to explain the joke, it's probably not funny. Uh, anyway, uh, I thought, what the heck, let's jump in the time machine and revisit the actual exchange. The controversial televangelist was a polarizing figure, emboldening conservative Christians while alienating many liberals, but there's no question about the impacting legacy Falwell leaves behind. Joining us now is Republican strategist Ralph Reed and author of God Is Not Great, columnist Christopher Hitchens, who made news last night with his harsh critique of the Reverend. Christopher, let me start with you here and talk about uh, the things you've said, which obviously we know where you stand on religion, we know where you stand on Reverend Falwell. By being so angry about what his legacy was and is, are you not hurting his family and others who may have no dog in that hunt? but who would just like a few moments to celebrate his life and have some peace? Well, I don't care whether his family's feelings are hurt or not. Uh, but if they are, they can take comfort from the extraordinary piety and stupidity and, generally speaking, uniformity of the coverage of the man's death. It is, after all, said, uh, was said by the, the supposed Jesus of Nazareth to his followers that they must expect to be mocked for their beliefs because their beliefs will appear to many people to be ridiculous, if not uh, worse than that, and that they are to uh, take it for granted that they will be ridiculed. Um, that's true, of, I think, of the most devout and serious uh, and thoughtful Christian, but for a vulgar fraud and crook like the Reverend Falwell, it's, it's an obligation to say what one thinks about him or be left off the air and have people like yourselves broadcasting only Piety, and that well, whatever. I'm not broadcasting only piety. I did my radio show, and now we're having you on here to talk about your view very yeah, different than what yes, else you're the media is me saying. On and then you're having me on, and then arguing that maybe it's bad taste to have me on. I don't think well, that's Well, I thought it was a legitimate hospitable. question because I think people are wondering. Yeah, well, I've answered it. I've answered the question. Well, you now, have, and I will now one? move on to uh, Ralph Reed. Now that you've answered that question, Good. Ralph, does Christopher Hitchens have a point? It is a free speech issue. He was a polarizing figure. Reverend Falwell was, and there are many people, maybe not all of them, feeling as strong as Christopher Hitchens, but who feel that. Reverend Falwell was indeed a polarizing figure. He said things that offended many Americans. Well, you know, look, any time, Alan, that you are an agent of change the way Dr. Falwell was, who had the kind of impact that he had on American religion, on our culture, and on our politics, uh, he was one of the most important historical figures of the last 50 years in each of those areas. Uh, ending the self-imposed exile of evangelicals from civic and cultural engagement, and I think transforming them uh, into one of the most important and vibrant and energetic constituencies in the entire electorate. No one does that, liberal or conservative, Republican, Democrat, of any faith, well, and, and not stir controversy. But I, 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 it's just my belief as an American, not as a conservative, um, not as somebody of any particular denominational background or faith, but just as an American, hey. in terms of elevating our, the, the civility of our discourse, that when somebody dies, that we ought to show a measure of respect and appreciation uh, for their family and for their loved ones and for those who are grieving right now. And our thoughts and prayers 
ought to be with them, regardless of whether we agree uh, with Dr. Hey, uh, Falwell. Chris, Christopher Hitchens, oh, come on. Hey, Christopher. play the world's smallest violin. Listen, he established a business, a racket in my opinion. Um, he was a religious businessman in the same way as Mr. Ralph Reed is a religious entrepreneur. He's left the business to his children. Uh, it's a hereditary job. Let that console them. You can't have me on and say that I have to say I'm terribly sorry he's dead. Hey, hey, Christopher. One reason you can't ask me to do that is because I am not. I think we have, we have been rid of an extremely dangerous demagogue who lived by hatred of others and prejudice and who, and who committed treason by saying that the United States deserved the attack upon it and its civil society hey, hey, in September he, 2001 by other, by other religious nutcases like himself. He profoundly and repeatedly apologized, and I, I'm sure you're perfect not in enough. your life. No, I'm, I'm sure you're perfect enough, in your life enough. and that you've never made any mistakes. I've never, I've never committed treason like that. I don't believe in the sincerity of his well, let's apology. Look at, let's look at the thoughtlessness and the mean-spiritedness of your very remarks that you've made about Reverend Falwell. By all means. You think it's a pity that there isn't a hell for him to go to, you yes, said. Yes, I do. On his death, you write the discovery of the carcass of Reverend Falwell and the floor of his obscure office is maybe I'm a horrible person but there's something about the phrase the discovery of the carcass that makes me chuckle every time you know almost zero significance except for perhaps two categories of, of people etc uh, well, you well also put, say you also say the evil he did will live after him yes I knew Reverend Falwell Christopher I know the good work that this man has done. Tell me about uh, it. Uh, well, he, he for, for takes a lot to make me would cry. You like, would you, I know you think you're the smartest guy in the room, but you sound like a jackass when you attack his family like this. He didn't attack his family. But I know, the, I know what he did for I unwed I mothers. I, I, I know what he did me. for alcoholics. I, I know what he did for I drug addicts. Attack. Excuse me, sir. Yeah. I did not attack his family, and no fair-minded view of yours will oh, say I'm that. I'm not going to be conscripted into saying that it's my job when you invite me on to discuss this man first to say how sorry I am for him and his family. That isn't what I feel. You, no doubt, as a Christian, or whatever you are, require hypocrisy of people. I'm sorry you're asking I'm not asking person. for a... I'm, no, but I am asking for human decency, and if you don't think it has an impact on his family, to use even the phrases tonight, that he's vulgar, fraud, and a crook, and then to say that am the I discovery conceal, of his, am I his carcass... To conceal my, you I think on, you are incredibly mean, incredibly me give, selfish, and incredibly me, thoughtless. You invited me, sir, to give I invited my opinion you, sir. of the departed. I give it to you, and you say, well, that might that not upset his family. I said it while he well, was alive. Well, you give his opinion about... have upset his family, too. Uh, you know, uh, you give the opinion about him, and I'm giving the part. opinion about you and the thoughtlessness of your remarks here, and the, the, I'm uh, really we, uh, calling for any human decency that you may have in your pseudo-intellectually superior uh, mind of yours. More of the debate on so. this coming up in a moment, and later, an uh, unbelievable yeah. video of a toddler... And we continue now with Republican strategist Ralph Reed and columnist and author Christopher Hitchens. You know, Christopher, I, I interviewed you a little bit about your book just a short time ago. It made me think a lot. Jerry Falwell, because I do know him, he does a lot for, for people that are in trouble. He gave a lot of scholarships to his school. He helped women that were pregnant and needed help. He'd give them food and a place to live and an education. Uh, he did a lot to people that are alcoholics and et cetera, et cetera. You have your hostility towards religion, and, and that's, that's without saying. You know, I just wonder, you know, when you compare his life, you know, there are a lot of good atheist communists out there like Stalin and Mao and Pol Pot and, you know, they slaughtered millions. Jerry, Jerry Falwell slaughtered nobody in his life. He may have misspoke once or twice, but he devoted his life to his religion. Do you have nothing good to say about him at all? No, I, I repeat, um, Jerry Falwell lived on uh, hatred and superstition and bigotry. He, he preached dislike 
of people whose lives he knew nothing about. He raised money from credulous well, fools. You don't know anything about his life. Now, excuse me, sir. You can either ask me on and have, uh, ask my opinion, or you may not. But I don't have to be here if you're going to take that attitude. Well, you could leave. You spent the first half by saying I had no right to the opinion you'd asked me on to express. Now, you're tiring me out. I repeat that. No, what I said is your opinion was thoughtless. What you wrote was crude and mean and hateful. That's yes, and what I said. You took up all the time for my answer with your long, rather unlettered question. Oh, okay. Jerry Falwell oh. made, a, made a career out of sponsoring dislike and superstition, said that people he didn't like were going to hell, said the United States deserved to be attacked by Islamic fascists, said he believed that people would be raptured into heaven, leaving all the rest of us to wallow behind. I, I think his death is a, is a deliverance. And if you say that someone who occasionally John. makes a charitable donation is a good person, then you have to say that Hamas and Hezbollah, how, how, who do all this charitable giving, how and dare he practice religion are, are in a country that celebrates Sean, it, Ralph Reed? Sean, yeah. you know, look, and why not? I, and, I, why I not just, and why not a word now from the friend of Jack Abramoff? Well, we only have a moment here, Ralph. Here's an important question about. Well, let me get Ralph fraud. in here. Here's an important question That's about. That's all Jerry it means now. Ralph, Let's hear from the Abramoff faction. We only have a moment left. Ralph gets to speak too. Ralph, hold on, hold on, Christopher. Ralph, the big controversy about Jerry Falwell was he fused religion and politics, and that's what people will be debating, I guess, going forward. And after he said he would not do such a thing, would Jesus have advocated the GOP and was he right to bring in what and marry those two and give that impression? <laughs> we only have a very short time left, Ralph. Well, I, I don't think that's ever what Dr. Falwell said. What he said Dr. was that Falwell. there were certain transcendent values, such as the protection of innocent human life, the sanctity of marriage, uh, the need to defend the state of Israel, his opposition to communism, his opposition no, to radical to uh, jihadism, and what he believed was that those values should be reflected in public policy. And I think that, you know, when you have a community of Liberty University with its 10,000 students in residence, you have 22,000 members of his church, you have millions of others of people who looked up to him and admired him, I, I would really hope that people like Christopher would show the decency and respect to let those people mourn Tell it to Jack and remember Abimov. his memory Tell without being torn down and attacked. Tell it to your business you, partner. Good try, Christopher. Tell it to your business partner. I'll miss him. When we come if back, Toddler gets too animal, close to be a, a dancing performance in Times Square. And in case you didn't quite catch it there, at the end, Hitchens says if you gave Falwell an enema, he could be buried in a matchbox. That's one of the most uh, creative and entertaining ways I've ever heard of saying someone's full of shit. But anyway, so moving on to my kind of final analysis. Am I a hypocrite for delighting in Christopher Hitchens' roasting of the deceased Falwell while reacting with indignation when someone dares to tread on Hitchens' own memory? On some level or to some degree, probably. If I was to try to muster some defense of myself, I'd probably try to emphasize that Hitchens isn't Falwell. Hitchens wasn't the one peddling superstition, fear, and bigotry. Hitch may have come off as kind of cold or, uh, you know, overly combative or disagreeable at times. But to me, that's because he was a principled individual with a low tolerance for bullshit, a person who valued reason and evidence and had little patience for what he saw as the irrationality of religion, religious hypocrisy, or religious hucksters and the harm they do. And I guess at the end of the day, the dead don't really need us to defend them. And yet it's in our nature to want to defend the memory of people we admire, and I suppose that holds true for people on either side of a given divide, both for Falwell admirers and for Hitchens fans like myself. 
And I do agree that in general, it is the decent thing to show respect for the dead. But I can't bring myself to resent Hitchens for holding Falwell to account after he had passed. As principled as Hitchens was, I think he would have seen it as somehow dishonest, hypocritical, or unseemly on his own part if he had softened or sugarcoated his attitude towards someone he found so toxic and contemptible simply because they were no longer living. And in that sense, I would expect nothing less from Hitchens than brutal honesty. And I think it's one of the things I really admire about him. So in closing, cheers to Hitch. And until next time.